0: We each have an unlimited amount of factors influencing our perspective. It is our unique perspective that shapes our approach and expectation to how we collaborate, communicate, deal with conflict, navigate change, act with courage, express compassion, and a number of other things. The unpredictability of this simple reality may seem daunting, and it is, for sure. However, it doesn't take much for a culture to corral people's perspectives to create an environment that cultivates interpersonal respect. Collective motivation and overall well being. You just need some parameters and personal responsibility and self control. My invitation to all of us is that
1: we don't forget the need to pause and reflect. No matter how simple that can be, I invite this simplicity. But for the sake of, of this conversation, there are just four things that I would love for us to consider.
0: So today in the podcast, Brian Schubring and Ari, he's the president of Leadership Vision, we're going to talk about four things that can perhaps open your mind to different ways of reflecting on whatever it is that you're facing. So the first one's attitude, the second
1: one is acceptance, the third is alternative, and the fourth is
0: action. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, Brian. How are you today? I am doing great. I'm
1: kind of wound up. You are kind of wound up. I think there's a lot of winding to the up, so um, this could be (laughs) one of those, but... Nathan, you know, I write every day and my writing lately has been extremely focused. And one of the things that I was writing about was I was just thinking about this, um, the philosophy or how all of us are navigating change or seems to be like a spotlight or a magnifying glass on the fact that change is happening all over the place. There's personal change and cultural change. And really one of the knots I'm trying to unravel through my writing is what are the personal ways that we navigate things and what are the cultural ways that shape how we personally navigate. And so I just asked myself this question is, you know, as we're looking through or as we're considering all the different ways that we navigate through life, I said to myself, what is it that we'd pause and reflect on? And there were four words that I I wanted to kind of use as the four anchor points of our reflection to frame our reflection. On anything,
0: reflecting on any... It could
1: be anything anything in the the topics that we're writing about, collaboration, communication, conflict, change, courage, and compassion. We need four anchor points to think of them to make any sense at all. And four anchor points can create an easy frame. So how do we frame our reflection to make something useful out of it? here are the four anchor points or the four keywords, and they all start with the letter A. The For first letter of the alphabet. So of course, let's start there. <laughs> oh, anchor. That's a good one. Anchor. So, the first one's attitude. The second one is acceptance. The third is alternative. And the fourth is action. So, right. in the process of my writing, I thought, what is your attitude? Uh, towards any of these topics that we're talking about or what is your attitude in in general because your or your culture's attitude it is a prevailing perspective of the benefits and disadvantages of whatever it is that we're reflecting on so what is your attitude there are some people that just have this attitude or disposition of positivity some are more critical some have a what was me and, and more negative but really what is your attitude towards all that because sometimes just, and you, Nathan, you know, this just the changing of our attitude can be the opening or the gateway through which everything else is possible, or mm-hmm. we become more locked behind that gateway because we're going to fortify against it. We're not going to change our attitude. I think that some of the greatest moments for growth start with a changing of attitudes. So number one, let's reflect on what is my attitude towards whatever we're reflecting on. Does that yeah, make sense? positive.
0: Yeah, oh, totally. Positive attitude, negative attitude. Sometimes, if you can just reframe the way that you're viewing something, um, and not necessarily just in a Pollyanna glass, is, glass is always half full way, but just reframe it. Say, well, what if I took? <laughs> Remember the Costanza, the George Costanza approach to his like decision making was just do the opposite of what he would normally do, and that was probably yeah. <laughs> right because he just kept making so many bad decisions. So this is interesting, like just reframing your attitude. Do you need to think, you know? differently about whatever it is that you're Mm -hmm. reflecting on
1: because guess what nathan our attitude affects other people's attitudes oh my goodness people
0: have a
1: great degree of naivete around how much their attitude can impact Mm -hmm. the culture within which they reside yeah absolutely absolutely now the second anchor point of our reflection is acceptance. And one of the things that we've been realizing over the the past year is like what is that humble self-awareness and self-acceptance that people have as they are reflecting on whatever it is we're asking them to reflect on. And this acceptance, it's of your an acceptance of your attitude and patterns for navigating life because if we have to well the invitation is this self-acceptance because Self acceptance, it reinforces our ability to change or not change. It influences our ability to be open or closed, whatever it is ahead of us. And we're also trying to self accept what it is that we can control and what is that is completely out of our control. Because by this accepting, we need, we realize this, we can actually influence the course of our thoughts and our feelings and our, our journey. Whatever the outcome is, we, we can actually influence that much more than we think if we start with acceptance acceptance of our abilities and our inabilities acceptance of our strengths acceptance of our weakness just there's this understanding here that once we accept that we can also or almost narrow our focus and be more engaged on whatever it is that's lying right in front of us
0: i think about the stories that we often tell ourselves are being written of, you know, I am a certain way or they are a certain way. And sometimes, you know, we've accepted a narrative that isn't true, right? We've accepted a story that isn't true. So I think reevaluating that to say, hang on a second, I'm not always this way or I'm I can do things differently, I think is extremely valuable when we're, you know, reflecting on anything here. Yep, and that reinforces the second part of acceptance,
1: and that is others' acceptance. Others, the acceptance yeah. of other people, their perspective, their orientation, their view on life, their life experiences, what brought them there, just as valid as our own. And if, if we begin with a, a sense of openness and forgiveness to our, for ourselves, we can also bring that to other people and accept their point of view as valid, as truthful and wise. Yeah,
0: this is. I don't know, maybe I'll cut this out later, but, um, I've mentioned many times that I'm helping coach, uh, my son's, uh, T-ball. And I think, a um, a story that I'd grown up with my entire life is I'm not athletic. I can run what? and that's, uh, that's it. Yeah. And through coaching baseball, I've realized, um, I mean, I've, I have no illusions that I'm some sort of spectacular athlete, but I'm not this like bumbling clumsy, no, no, you know, no, w- no. when it comes to like team sports, like that's just not my story. And through just, even sometimes just playing catch with other dads before practice. I'm like, you know what? I'm not horribly unathletic. Like this is, where did this come from? I think was all like, like the story. Cause I was, you know, too small for football. I went to a really small high school. And so there wasn't a lot of other options besides running. And so I just kind of grown up with, Mm -hmm. that's the story. So I wonder how many of us have something like that in, you know, their forties realize, wait a second, I'm not, I'm not. A, a professional at this but i'm not terrible at this i don't need to keep you know telling myself that story there is perhaps an alternative leading us to the third a i don't well, know if this part is why you're or not but
1: well, well nathan part of, of what you're saying is sometimes we accept the narrative being told of us mm. and not accepting the counter narrative that we could write about ourselves yeah because oftentimes other people's narratives are limiting of our capacities Mm-hmm. And our own narrative would actually magnify or enhance our capacities because we may know them. I think there, there's this right. delicate balance there. I'm not saying that that's an altruism, but what right. I am saying is I've met enough people that have lived their life within the confines of a counter narrative to their own ability. But that for some t- for some people, they've never had the chance. And that's also part of acceptance is to accept your story. You didn't grow up with that experience or those expectations you weren't in that environment it's not your fault you have a different narrative so what is the true narrative and how do we accept that absolutely because what you just said does lead to the the third <laughs> a of reflection and that <laughs> I is was hoping that would be Yep. I was hoping that would be a good transition. Any moment of reflection, no matter what the topic. And again, we're asking for people to reflect on how they collaborate, communicate, deal with conflict, navigate change, express themselves courageously, and show hmm. compassion towards others. Whenever these matters present themselves to us, it is an opportunity to consider an alternative because each of these moments of reflection it is it presents us with a welcomed or unwelcome surprising alternative to the way mm-hmm. that we've been thinking doing feeling or being and and this opportunity to have an alternative it invites a response from us and there's this you know this too often used cliche of the fork in the robot I don't know a better way to illustrate that reflection creates an alternative It creates a fork in the road, a decision Mm -hmm. to choose a different path. And that alternative can be incredibly life-giving, and it can be also incredibly frustrating. And so this alternative, I think, is an invitation for us to be open to something else that is at first a disruption, but may lead us to a different depth of interactivity with other people around us, our society, with nature, culture, and relationships. Hmm.
0: This book, think again, that Mm -hmm. we've read and referenced, I can't find it, but he talks about this idea of like, it's like mental foreclosure or something like that, Hmm. which I think is just what you're talking about is how do you, how do you create regular points in your life to essentially reevaluate, you know, big decisions that you've made, which then helps you, um, like with jobs specifically was just what I just read earlier of, You know, like if you allow yourself once or twice a year to reevaluate, is this the job that I want to be in? Is this the, Hmm. you know, company, etc. It it helps you to, um, like stay open, essentially stay open minded. And I mean, the whole thing is about being open minded and rethinking things without saying, you know, nope, this is the only path. This is all that I can do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to be so open to everything that you never commit, but to allow yourself, you know, regular regular spaces to like authentically reflect on those things is, is really powerful.
1: So people get stuck, Nathan, and people get stuck and then they become, um, like their own emotional battering ram, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. they just feel, uh, that they're, they're not good enough and and they can't measure up. And what we want to remind people as they're reflecting is reflect on this. Is there an alternative? And there Mm -hmm. is, because oftentimes we get stuck and we forget (laughs) that there is an alternative way, of doing things yes. or feeling or being. And I just, Nathan, you and I are runners and I was coached a while back and this running coach said, and like he had me on a 10 day training cycle. And he said, one of those days, hmm. no watch, no route. And what uh-huh. that that huh. meant was just give yourself freedom to just Explore because there's an alternative way of training. There are, are alternative ways of going. And I was reading the other day in the, the British magazine of or the British edition of Runner's World, and there was a guy writing an article on Ethiopian runners, and they had the same philosophy. Take yeah. your watch off. Just go because there's an alternative way of training and what that alternative can do neurologically is, is give your brain a sense of refresh. Mm-hmm. And there's a neurochemical response that happens that you get this shot of adrenaline thinking like you're all of a sudden excited because you're investigating and trying out something new. And that can be extremely regenerative to some of the despair that we feel
0: when we get stuck. Yeah. Thinking, well, again, this is the whole point of the Saddam Grant book is like, how do you think differently about something and how do you allow yourself to go that way i mean i think about it with you know my kids all the time they'll be trying to literally fit a square peg into a round hole like actually have you looked at the other pieces yep um so the fourth a i see is action Yep. Is this like the end of the process here or is this more of a cyclical thing, all these A's? It's a circle because
1: this right. action could kick us right back to a reflection <laughs> on our attitude again. But I don't want to forget that when you're at that proverbial, you know, off-sighted, overused fork in the road metaphor, that's the invitation for action. Um, I was coaching a woman where we used the analogy of the fork in the road because she herself uh, spoke to me and and said... I always freeze at the fork in the road. I don't know what to do, or I do know what to do, but I'm afraid to take action on that. I'll never forget that 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 coaching session because I think a lot of us have that that same challenge is at the fork in the road, we are invited to make a decision and to choose a new course of action. So imagine that the kind of fork with four prongs. There is no straight Road. When you get there, you have to make an alteration of of some form. So, change or you know, reflection can give us an opportunity for a discontinuing of one thing for the beginning of another thing. And that's really where action can be generative. Is that we can look at it as a beginning of something new, um, a new commitment of time, adaptation, a practice, a renewing of an understanding of our attitude and our acceptance and the alternatives. Because sometimes the power of the current of change is not as strong as we think most often we can walk through that current of change and not get carried away by it but we often think that the current of change is going to carry us off course there's a greater chance for us to make it across the current of change than for us
0: to get carried away does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense because often that that fear of stepping in just prevents us from doing anything yep and then we're we're stuck on the, the the bank of the river. If we're going to mm-hmm. carry that yep. <laughs> metaphor, that you know we ultimately don't want to be on. So, people think that change is a submission and a getting
1: carried away. That 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 um, when we like stop and don't take action, like we're going to get swept away. I believe that when we actually take action, there's going to be some resistance at first, but at some point you kind of get into this rhythm and change feels natural and it it becomes exciting. But many of us just fear that action will in some way shape shift who we are. So my, my invitation to all of us is that we don't forget the need to pause and reflect no matter how simple that can be i invite this simplicity but for the sake of of this conversation there are just four things that i would love for us to consider in reflection that is reflect on our attitude and that is the you know those perspectives that are prevailing in our life how does that shape us and influence other people and the second one is acceptance accepting who we are and that leading us to a greater capacity to accept others Third is reflect on alternatives, alternative ways of doing, of being, of thinking, and and feeling. And also reflect on action. At that fork in the road, which direction are we going to choose? Not being afraid of the first few steps of the action, because once the momentum of action begins, it can often carry us through the current or the pressures that we feel at the beginning of the change.
0: Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you found value from this episode or any of our other resources, we would love a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're pretty much available on all of them. But most importantly, share this information with someone that you think would benefit from it. I'm Nathan Freeberg. And I am Brian Schubring. Thanks Thanks for for listening.
1: listening.